Welcome, everyone. We are glad you are here tonight. It will be a marvelous service, I know, and I pray God's Christmas blessings upon all of you. Let us center ourselves for worship.
I'd like to invite the Lewis family to come forward for the lighting of the Advent wreaths. The litany is in your order of worship. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. We, we who have lived in darkness have seen the light of the Lord growing brighter day by day. This night, the true light arrives. This night, the light shines brightest. The light of peace has come. The light of hope has come. The light of joy has come. The light of love has come. Let us kindle the light of the Lord. Let us stand and join together in singing our hymn, O Come All Ye Faithful, verses 1 through 3. Did we sing the third verse twice? Yes. 
Is that what we did? You know, it, it's, it's the best verse, probably, right? Round of verse two coming from the choir and verse three coming from the rest of the congregation. <laughs> well, that, that second verse you really have to be a theologian to like, I think. True God of true God, whatever it says, you know. All right, let us center our spirits and be in prayer. Lord God, hear our prayer that at this Christmas tide, it may be our care and delight to hear again the message of your prophets and angels. In our hearts and minds, help us to go even unto Bethlehem to see this thing which has come to pass in the babe lying in a manger. Let your story be retold afresh. Open our souls anew that within us the Holy Family may find shelter and dwelling. The mother may find a safe and secure place to lay her babe. The babe may find a welcoming home in which to abide. And as the baby Jesus grew to transform this world of ours, let his abiding spirit in our hearts this Christmas tide lead to a renewed transformation of our hearts. Lord God, we pray this for our sakes, but indeed we pray not only for ourselves. We pray also for the needs of the world, for peace on earth and goodwill among all your people, for the unity and Christian fellowship within the church Christ came to build and especially in this, our congregation and community. And because we know this would rejoice Christ's heart, we pray in his name for the poor and the helpless, the cold, the hungry, and the oppressed, the sick and them that mourn, the lonely and the unloved, the aged and the little children. We pray for all those who know not the Lord Jesus, or who love him not, or who by sin have grieved his heart of love. And lastly, we remember in prayer before you, God, all those who rejoice with us but are in the other world of life after death, in that embrace of yours of a greater light and oneness, we pray for the multitude that no person can number, whose hope was in the word made flesh, and with whom in the Lord Jesus we are one forevermore. These prayers and praises we humbly offer up to the throne of heaven this Christmas Eve. Amen.
Merry Christmas, everyone. Please listen now as we begin the greatest story ever told from Luke, chapter 1, verses 26 through 35, and chapter 38. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy. He will be called the Son of God. Then Mary said, here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her.
Merry Christmas. And I have the honor of continuing the marvelous account of the birth of Christ, as written in Matthew 1, 18 through 25. Now the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, took place this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him. It was in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord had commanded him. He took her as his wife, but had no marital relations with her until she had borne a son, and he named him Jesus.
The story continues according to Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Crinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her, her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn.
And continuing from Luke, chapter 2, verses 8 through 20. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of a great joy to all the people. For to you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste, and they found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in a manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them.
And the accounting continues from Matthew 2, 1 through 11. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem. They were asking, where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all of Jerusalem with him. Calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, in Bethlehem of Judea. For so it has been written by the prophet, and you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people, Israel. Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them to extract the time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word, so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there, ahead of them, went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then. Opening their treasure chest, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh.
I am in such a, uh, a warm glow tonight. I hope you are feeling it as well. What a holy night this is. Three services, each service just a little bit different. What marvelous music, our choir, in its different manifestations. At the 5 p.m. service, uh, it was a little different. We had kids bouncing around all over the place. I think of them and I, I think what lasting memories are being made tonight. As I think back about it, I can remember my children uh, when they were angels once. I remember them dressed up as magi, dressed up as shepherds, dressed up as angels. I remember my time as a magi back in uh, New York with a, with a beard on in those days, which was, ugh. And so I, I kept kind of going like this to get the beard away from my nose. And, and my sister over in the side, my helpful sister said, Chip, Chip, stop picking your nose. <laughs> Uh, and now tonight, my son and his wife, Sarah, and their first child, Archer, as the Holy Family. What an honored tradition this is that we do each Christmas. And it happens all around the world. Imagine how many folk have donned robes and beards and halos over the years. Probably many of you will remember those days. And the varied languages and the diverse cultures used to tell that same great story. The different centuries in which it happened and the times of men and women that were going on during that time. It's really awesome to think about the moving hand of God through time with this powerful story touching life after life and transforming history, transforming our world just as when we open ourselves to it, it transforms us. All the telling of the story about Emmanuel. This love story between God, Mary, and Joseph, and us. The birth of Jesus, the Bethlehem babe, the one we call God with us. Acquainting a new generation, each generation, to its sacred past and ushering them into their marvelous future. Trying to tell it right and to hear it right to catch on to its deeper meaning so we can live it out right in our lives.
the putting on of the robes and the accepting of the roles, experiencing the drama of that ancient moment and perhaps understanding its meaning just a little bit more this time. Rachel and I have been talking about the incarnation, these Sundays of Christmas. It's the central mystery of our faith. It's the central miracle of our faith. The meaning of God indwelling in, in human form. Human and divine combined in the existence of Jesus of Nazareth. We've been talking about the importance of the incarnation for our connection with God and the blessings that come to us through that belief. Yet I will be the first to acknowledge that the incarnation as a concept isn't very easy. Sometimes it's downright hard to get your brain around what God is doing through this Bethlehem babe. So I want to tell you a story that I think helps with the incarnation, but tells the story in a little different of a way. I think this comes out of the Midwest, the northern Midwest, maybe Wisconsin or North Dakota or, or Minnesota. Picture that environment. That's where this story is happening. On a cold Christmas Eve, a man was huddled by his warm fire of his farm, contemplating the meaning of Christmas. Now, he wasn't so sure he got it and actually thought it was pretty silly, if really not absurd, this God becoming man thing. Now roused from his thoughts by a strange sound outside, he peered through his window and beheld a small gaggle of blue geese frantically honking and aimlessly flopping around in the snow. They seemed dazed and confused, spent, and in need of some safe rest. Compassion conquered comfort for the man. I should do something, he thought to himself. And sliding into his jacket and pulling on his hat and boots, the man stepped out into the frigid, moonlighted night. He moved with, with earnest purpose to his barn, struggling to get the door open and tried to shoo, to shoo the poor geese inside. But the more he shooed, the more they panicked. Uh, this isn't working, he thought. He waited a while and let things settle down and then calmly tried to get among the geese, softly slapping his thigh, kind of calling out 
here we go. Come on, over here. Come this way. Come on, inside now, inside. He tried to lead them to the barn's doorway, but again the geese just scattered about and didn't seem to understand what he was doing. If they only realized I'm trying to do what's best for them, he thought, how can I make them understand my concern is their well-being? And an idea emerged. If just for a minute I could become one of them, an ordinary goose, and communicate with these geese in their own goosey language, <laughs> they would know what I'm trying to do. They would understand, and all would be well. And then and there, outside in the crisp winter air of that most holy of nights, Surrounded by honking and flapping geese, it dawned on him like a new light shining in the old darkness. Aha, Christmas. This is what Christmas is all about. This is the why of the ordinary looking child lying in a manger in that common stable of Bethlehem. God was becoming one of us to help save the day and us. The man lifted his eyes skyward with a, with a grateful sigh that almost that almost sounded like a prayer thanksgiving from that guy. Now he had gotten Christmas. This is the meaning of Christmas to me. What the incarnation is all about for us. God becomes like us so we can better understand God. So we can hear God better, so we can relate to God better, so we are better able to discern God's ways and follow those ways better. Becoming what God would have us be. God's holy and God's righteous children. God comes down so we can reach up. What a marvelous gift is ours in this incarnation. What a marvelous gift the ultimate sign to us of God's love for us, that God is seeking each of our well-being. We are so loved by God.
know that. Amen. Amen. Loving us deeply and profoundly, God came among us back then, just as he does tonight as well. We have the opportunity to respond, to give our thanks and praise to God by presenting our tithes and offering to him. Our ushers will wait upon us.
that they might be a reflection of your love radiated into the world so that those places of the world that need to know your peace might encounter you through these gifts. Amen. Christmas story concludes according to the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verses 1 through 14. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. 
but to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. The light came into the world, shone among us, and the light was passed from one to another as they experienced Christ's light in their world. Very shortly, Gloria is going to start the choir singing, peace, peace, and at a certain point, she will turn around and invite the rest of us to join in in silent night. We invite you to receive the light of Christ as it comes to your pew and pass it along because there is great imagery in watching how the light goes from one to another and seeing how as we shine God's light through the lives that we live, others might receive God's light as well. Thank you. 
of God. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Did we run out of these things? Did we run out of these?